Could Sammy Guevara be a successful babyface? Is he secretly the MVP of AEW? And more importantly, could he be AEW World Champion? Listen to that and more on this week's Wrestling With... I'm sorry, I <laughs> I need to check Twitter for a second. I've just, I got it new and, you know, I really want to, like, support the podcast a little bit more. So just let me just check something for a second. Uh, okay, uh, right, nothing's really changed other than... Wait a minute. That's a... That's a, that's a like from, uh, <laughs> we, we did it, we did it, it's a, it's a like from Sammy Gamora, we did it, <laughs> we did it, yeah, 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 Sammy Gamora liked my On this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, we'll be discussing the best ever, the Spanish God, it's Sammy Guevara! What are my thoughts on his current storylines with the Inner Circle and MJF? Where could he possibly go from here? And where on earth will he go next? So for now, tell your friends, tell your friendliest friends, tell them all about this new and exciting edition of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! Hi there, world. Uh... Welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. You've already heard that title before. The only podcast where I discuss potential pro wrestling storylines for the wrestler of the week. All at the comfort of my very own shed. (laughs) I'm your host, Connor Cooper. And yes, that is a full on intro. That's very refreshing for me. Uh, So as we've already talked about, we're discussing Sammy Guevara this week. All completely from the bias of, he liked my tweet. (laughs) That's it. Uh, It was basically just a tweet of him hugging Chris Jericho saying the best friends have competition. Ironically, the same, literally this week, the Dark Order does the exact same thing. So, I feel like the best friends gimmick is being stolen. Anyways, back to the topic at hand, Sammy Guevara. So, the reason why I really wanted to cover him for the past... I guess few weeks actually, is that he's at this point in AEW right now where he doesn't really have a specific storyline. Like his feud with Matt Hardy just ended, his last feud with Darby Allen kind of just ended. He he's one of those guys who when he's on television you can't help but not watch him. But he doesn't really get many huge victories. Like he's portrayed as Chris Jericho's right right-hand man of the inner circle, yet he's probably the one with, I'd probably say the worst win-loss record of the five, and I feel that's quite interesting because it doesn't feel like that whenever I see him on screen. He comes off as such a charismatic heel that I don't really mind it, but he usually, like, loses a lot. He's the guy who tends to take a lot of the, like, riskier bumps and high-flying maneuvers, and I think There's a big place for that in the inner circle when you look at sort of 
the team as a whole. So, I I just want to pitch some scenarios where, hey, let's let's put some more shine on Sammy Guevara. Let's let's see what he can really do. You know, I don't know. I I think he's brilliant, and I just want to see him do more stuff. So, we'll just get onto the thing that I kind of use as a little tease at the beginning. I think Sammy Guevara is legitimately the MVP of AEW. Now, I admit when you first hear this, maybe that's kind of a shock, because it's Sammy Guevara. He's a member of the Inner Circle, but he isn't really a main event player, say, like a Chris Jericho, a John Moxley, a Kenny Omega, the Elite, or Cody. But if you look back at Sammy Guevara's whole career, in AEW up to this point. He's had a ton of firsts in the company. He technically has the first ever televised All Elite Wrestling match at Double or Nothing, the first ever AEW Dynamite match ever. Arguably, I could be wrong with this. This is mainly from my recollection. He and Chris Jericho are the first team to face SCU for the tag titles, not not in like a pay-per-view sense, because that was a triple threat, but as a one-on-one tag team match. That's Sammy Guevara as well. He's also been involved in one of the first sort of tag team street fights against Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy, in which was a prelude to the Stadium Stampede. Another first, considering it's the first ever Stadium Stampede match. Sammy Guevara, even with that, he now has, like, an iconic bump in all Elite Wrestling's history with the golf cart and Kenny Omega just sort of, like, driving past. If you look back at that, Sammy Guevara has been an integral part of all Elite Wrestling's success. Maybe not to the sense that he is a ratings draw, like, say, Chris Jericho has been proven to be Orange Cassidy, but he's a guy who you just cannot ignore as being a guy who has truly, like, helped shape all of the wrestling to what it is today. So, yeah, that's kind of why I want to cover him. I think that he should be used a lot more and a lot of his efforts should be recognized more. He is, without a doubt to me, an MVP of this company. It just isn't really shown or expressed. Because everyone's focused on, sort of, the champions or some of the big stars like Kenny Omega or even Darby Allin who's rising up. Sammy Guevara is a guy that people really appreciate, but I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves for what he's really done with the company. So, let's just get on to the first feud, and it's it's a very obvious feud. Because it's kind of what we're experiencing right now with kind of what MJF was teasing on AEW Dynamite. And it's him wanting to be part of a faction. And him particularly... Want to be part of the inner circle, potentially. Calling back to nearly a year ago, where it was just, do you want to join the inner circle? The question is, do you want me to join the inner circle? Do I want to join the inner circle? Do you want to join the inner circle? Do we all want to join the inner circle? You get an inner circle. You get an inner circle. Maybe you want a sinister square whilst we're at it. We have a death triangle, an inner circle. We need a sinister square. Book it, AEW. Sammy Guevara. Uh, he was the only one in this past segment on this week's AEW Dynamite, that's really dating this recording, to not get a jacket from MJF, who 
I I can perfectly see MJF being the reason that Sammy Guevara is kicked out of the inner circle. The way that they're sort of building up MJF's character and him kind of having a lot of parallels with Chris Jericho currently at the moment, I could perfectly see this being the downfall of Sammy Guevara being in the group. Like, even from this past segment of just Sammy Guevara asking, hey, what are you doing here, MGF? And then Chris Jericho cutting him off. First of all, while that is funny, it also plants seeds that AEW's been doing with Sammy Guevara since his Matt Hardy feud with... Well, with Matt Hardy, who else would it be? And it's all just been saying that Sammy Guevara... He's such a talented athlete. Why is he with the inner circle? That's basically been Sammy Guevara's story since being established with the company. Like people like Cody Rhodes saying that Chris Jericho surrounded himself with impressionable youth. Like Sammy Guevara. Chris Jericho saying that Sammy Guevara is his right hand man. His protege so to speak. There's... There's a lot of parallels that you can draw between him and MJF at this point. Both of them represent two different eras of Chris Jericho's career, arguably. I think Sammy Guevara represents... I could be completely wrong here, just because I don't have as much experience with WCW. But for me, Sammy Guevara reminds me of WCW Chris Jericho... The man of a thousand and four holds. Kind of that cocky, brash heel who was just dominating the cruiserweight division. And MJF at this point, he arguably parallels kind of the early 2000s WWF Chris Jericho. Kind of the man who believes that he should be at the top of this industry regardless of what anybody thinks. So immediately you've kind of got the way that I picture this potential Sammy Guevara MJF feud it's a battle of Chris Jericho's affection kind of the hey dad why don't you love me more kind of that sort of like sibling rivalry thing where it's just my dad dad likes me more than he likes you type of thing so it could just be that Sammy Guevara is teaming up with Chris Jericho forming the sex gods and Maybe he gets a loss or something right now because Chris Jericho is interested in going to be part of the tag team division. And they lose and he has a match with MJF as a tag team with Chris Jericho and it goes pretty well. So Chris Jericho replaces the Spanish god with his new favorite god MJF. Maybe the Mike god. I don't know. Derrico. Derrico. Jesus. <laughs> Chris Jericho. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Maybe he teams with MJF. And that's the new sex gods. And you know, when a tag team has new in it, it means that it isn't going to go well for somebody. And that could be the thing that ultimately leads to a pay-per-view match, possibly, between uh, Sammy Guevara and MJF. Because hypothetically... The Inner Circle hasn't really had any issues. And it's been over a year with them being an established group. You've got to imagine that with how long they've been planting the seeds for Sammy Guevara to potentially do something. And how they've very subtly, I might add, 
over the past several months started to split them off, each member of the inner circle in their own storylines. Like Chris Jericho had his thing with Orange Cassidy, Guevara with Matt Hardy, Santana Ortiz with Best Friends, uh, Hager with Cody for a brief period of time. They've started to really branch out the inner circle, not just use them purely as a central unit. You gotta imagine, they might be planning a potential splitting or dynamic change within the inner circle. And this was a point that was brought up by WrestleTalk. And I feel like it's quite a reasonable thing to say that this storyline might parallel the Viper in the family. The MJF sort of weeding his way into the inner circle. And by proxy doing this, trying to kick out Sammy Guevara. Which would potentially lead to a more baby-faced Sammy Guevara. A guy who... If you look at his moveset, he feels like the perfect foil to MJF. He is naturally just a high-flying babyface, but the way that he adjusts his moves, you can easily make him kind of a cocky, overly sort of like dramatic babyface who can get over with stuff like this. And even then, MJF isn't no slouch. I think they would have a hell of a good match. Maybe something similar to... Kind of how MJF and Jungle Boy work together. Kind of this surprisingly technical match. But one that could actually potentially steal the show if given enough time. Sammy Guevara is definitely a person who... When he goes for it, he really goes for it. Even if it's just selling moves. Like, I think he could sell the Heat Seeker freaking amazing if given the opportunity. And with it... You create this new up-and-coming babyface, which AEW has really strived to do with a lot of their younger talent. I think this is probably one of the first few instances where I talk about in this podcast, AEW really trying to push younger stars. Sammy Guevara is definitely a guy who could potentially carry the company in the next couple years. And putting him in there with MJF, who you can argue at this point, even at the age of 23... It's already kind of a main event player just from the way he sort of like has a rapport with Chris Jericho, the way that he's already had a main event feud with John Moxley, and the way that he carries himself on the microphone. This could only be good for Sammy Guevara. Because while he's gotten better at cutting promos, I can't say that him cutting promos is his strong suit. He's a great character, but maybe not quite a strong promo yet. But that's something that can come with time. And I think pairing him in with MJF and having this thing where Sammy Guevara is trying to fight to get back into the inner circle. Like trying to prove that MJF isn't the guy that he says he is. Because he's seen it on AEW that they clearly are similar, but they don't like each other. And that be sort of the basis of the story. And maybe if you want, culminate with Sammy Guevara winning, but maybe him not joining the inner circle again. Maybe he keeps on trying and trying and trying to tell Chris Jericho that MJF is not a great guy. And he ends up leaving. Just saying, you know what? I'm going to finally listen to all these other people who've been telling me I should go out on my own. It's about time that I stop trying to be the next Chris Jericho. And I focus on being the first Sammy Guevara. And so he embraces himself being the Spanish god. And maybe he brings back his old moniker of a nickname the best ever as a play on the GOAT Chris Jericho 
And so, as we've already kind of been on this topic, it's a feud that's kind of inevitable in AEW, especially with the way that he treated a feud with Orange Cassidy. Uh, we got to have a Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho feud at some point. Like, the writing is basically on the wall for this. Uh, as we've already discussed already, Sammy Guevara parallels Chris Jericho to a pretty good extent. Like, him being portrayed by Chris Jericho on commentary as this kind of protege of his, a guy that he's taken under his wing. That's already sort of a well sort of used plot device in pro wrestling that can only lead to one of them turning heel on each other. And you can kind of go with this in two directions, I feel. You can either go with a Jericho babyface run, which I'm not against because Le Champion is, even though he's supposed to be a wily, dastardly heel, he's easily one of the funniest guys in AEW. Like... I think that he's done a lot to sort of elevate the baby faces of AEW. And I think with the way that his contract is, I wouldn't be surprised if he wouldn't want to try and take a more babyface route and really look at elevating more established heel talent. Like, say, a MJF again, or a Wardlow, or maybe even potentially Sean Spears. I'm just going to be biased with Sean Spears because I think Sean Spears is great. But back to Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara... I think, if it were me, I'd personally make it be that Jericho turns on Sammy, just because I think that's a much better dynamic, but I can definitely see Jericho also going babyface and keeping Sammy Guevara as a heel. There isn't really a lot of young heel up-and-coming talent currently. I mean, you can argue that potentially Wardlow's got a huge upside in the future, MJF is a star in the making, but apart from maybe Chris Jericho... Uh, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, maybe, maybe someone like Eddie Kingston. There isn't really many younger heel characters on the roster who could potentially go to that next level. And I think maybe if you want to establish Sammy Guevara as almost like this pseudo-legend killer, technically, maybe not as much with the vicious streak, though I think with his feud with Matt Hardy, we've seen that he could have that. I think that you could really do a very fun program with them. Also have, like, an inner circle, inner warfare. You can totally use that AEW if you want. Inner warfare, where you have Santana and Ortiz and Jake Hager trying to pick a side with either the Champion or the Spanish God. Each of them trying to convince them that I'm in the right here, Jericho's been holding us back, or that Jericho's the one who keeps us all together. It's his inner circle. And you can have it where, the way that I picture it, Jake Hager sort of like joining Chris Jericho because he's kind of been established as the muscle of sort of like Chris Jericho's big time matches. You can have Santana Ortiz kind of representing sort of the younger generation, the guys who are young and hungry, sort of siding with Sammy Guevara because they feel they've been undervalued by the inner circle because what has been the main story Fred with the inner circle it's been that it's a faction built around Chris Jericho kind of being at the twilight of his career being a guy who though he won't say it arguably needs the inner circle to be as established as he believes he should be his whole main event run was based around him being this world champion who if he loses 
He may not ever get another shot at the title again. Sammy Guevara versus Chris Jericho wouldn't just be about who is the best wrestler in the world. It's about past versus present. Not necessarily the future, because I think in this storyline, Sammy Guevara, with the way that he sort of portrays himself as a character, he'd portray himself as the present. A guy who, while he doesn't have the best record, is a guy who's been so consistent. A guy of many firsts, as we've already talked about on this podcast. Something that you can use to sort of build up Sammy Guevara's credibility as a wrestler. Something that hasn't really been exploited much, like how... He technically has a win over Matt Hardy with an incredibly sort of wide variety of championship victories. Uh, His victories over Dustin Rhodes, which is kind of another big win for him that isn't really discussed. And that's mainly because Sammy Guevara hasn't had a sort of big feud victory. If you look through his entire AEW career, it's been kind of a lot of feuds that he's been involved in, but none that he's really been super successful at. None that's really sort of had him win. Like his one with Derby, he lost. The one with Matt Hardy, he lost. This one, I feel it's a no-brainer that Sammy Guevara has to win this if you want to keep the perception of AEW as a company that projects the future, that is an alternative to other companies. Sammy Guevara is a guy who, whilst I think Orange Cassidy represents AEW, Sammy Guevara, in a lot of ways, is the style of AEW. He's a guy who, even though he is a high flyer, even though he is a guy who's necessarily in affection, it doesn't mean that he is not important or integral to the product. He's a guy who kind of does a little bit of everything like a Chris Jericho. A guy who can be slotted in the main event, can be slotted in the opener, can be slotted in the middle of the card. And he can be whatever you want him to be. Including an AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Which I think this feud does a great job of establishing. In the same way that Orange Cassidy versus Jericho established Orange as a main event level talent potentially down the line. I believe this vice versa would work for Sammy, especially with how you could play off that he was the protege of Chris Jericho, something that very few, in fact, I don't think anyone, even in like back in his WWE days or in uh, his current stint in AEW can officially say, Sammy Guevara is a guy who, in this feud, you can really sort of elevate his mean streak that was sort of pre-established with Matt Hardy as a way to sort of fend off the inner circles like Jake Hager or like Chris Jericho because of the size difference and the need to use more violence to him. Maybe if you want to bring back the golf cart, he tries to run over Chris Jericho with a golf cart because he believes it was all his fault this happened. He shouldn't have been in this position where he had to be hit by a golf cart. And it's all his fault. You know, I think that would be a fun little thing if you want to make it a hardcore match and really make this feud a lot more serious than it could be. So, we've already kind of talked about it. Uh, I kind of believe that Sammy Guevara is a guy who can definitely be World Heavyweight Champion. Like, I went back and listened to uh, Chris Van Vliet's uh, 
episode on Sammy Guevara when he had his interview with him, and he was it was very early on within his career. I think it was right before Fight for the Fallen, I believe. And one of the things that really stuck out in my mind was that Sammy Guevara believes that he can be world heavyweight champion. And, you know, I had to sit back for a second. I had to really think about this. And I really looked back at kind of his past work and his own sort of like personal history with people, uh, particularly some of the controversies that have happened now, uh, kind of the way that he carries himself on social media and little things like that. I think that if they want to like continue on with, say, some of his Twitter handle stuff where he says that he's just a kid chasing the dream. He's a guy who I think, unlike a lot of the baby faces in AEW, could be that sort of underdog babyface who's been doing this since he was a kid and has just really wanted one last shot to be a world champion. Not necessarily one last shot, sorry. Uh, a chance to be the world heavyweight champion. Because there really isn't a guy in AEW who is an underdog who's really just wanted to be world champion. Kind of that young, sort of passionate babyface. You can argue that Darby Allen kind of feels that distinction, but Darby Allen is kind of a guy who, even though he is kind of that underdog babyface just based on his size, he's a guy who, when you look at him, he reminds you of Jeff Hardy, a guy who's willing to take risks, which kind of backs it up. Sammy Guevara is a guy who, he has a lot of the similar qualities to uh, Darby Allen with the way that his size and speed is kind of portrayed as being his main sort of offense. But I feel that with the way that he carries himself, especially if you've seen some of his like older sort of like YouTube vlogs before he went into all elite wrestling, he always constantly pushed sort of chasing your dreams, uh, trying to just like, if you feel like this is something you want to do, go chase after it. For me, that's a type of character or something that is a very organic baby face. Something that is very few and far between in a lot of companies. And it's something that you can definitely use. Especially since I think Sammy Guevara is charismatic enough to do it. To be a world champion. A guy who, in many ways, if you really wanted to pull the trigger on the guy. Could be the face of AEW. I mean, as we've already discussed, he has the accolades for it. He has a lot of firsts. You've got to imagine they see a future in the guy. He's one of the very few guys who, during the speaking out movement, uh, kind of sorted out a lot of his differences, went to sensitivity training, uh, really started to grow as sort of a person at the time. You've got to imagine that based on that type of, like, second chance and all those, like, additional things, that they see something in him as a upper echelon guy. And for me, when I think of him being an upper echelon guy, I feel like one of the people who he needs to test himself with, I know it's a WWE guy, and that's kind of one of the big things of AEW. They don't want it to be the next TNA. But I think a feud with John Moxley or potentially Cody Rhodes is a thing that could be great. We're going to talk about Cody specifically, I think, because I don't believe that John Moxley... John Moxley is going to be AEW champion for much longer. Uh, if you want to hear about that, we can discuss that on maybe another episode. But Cody Rhodes, I think, is a guy who could be the one to really elevate Sammy Guevara to the next level. Uh, 
He already has that great parallel with Sammy Guevara, both of them being the first ever AEW Dynamite match. Uh, he's also a guy who was the one who he low-blowed in order to join the inner circle. And with the current state of Cody's character right now, where he's just on the hunt for Brody Lee, yeah, uh, you can definitely have a little bit more of an intense feud between Cody and Sammy Guevara. Like, I think that having him feud with Sammy Guevara is something that could really, once again, elevate Sammy from being just a mid-card guy to someone who can be in the main event consistently as a singles guy. Now, I know that a bunch of people have been giving chances to sort of, like, be part of the main event, being part of AEW. But I feel like if you want to really establish Sammy, you got to give him a win over Cody. When Cody loses, they've already made it a big deal in a lot of situations. He's lost to Brody Lee. He's lost to MJF. Cody's a guy who, even though he's been in these big, high-profile feuds, and he has probably one of the best win-loss records... Because he's never going to challenge for the world title, he's a perfect candidate to sort of elevate people to that main event status. Sammy Guevara is a guy who really does need a big win to sort of establish himself as an AEW title contender. I don't think he's even had a chance to even touch the title, let alone even get a shot at the TNT Championship apart from a tournament in which he lost in the first round to Darby Allen. Sammy... For my own money, I think they should have, for the 14th of October, for their official AEW one-year anniversary, should repeat Cody versus Sammy Guevara. And I think Sammy should win. Not because you can build off a feud to that, though I think you definitely could. I think Sammy's a charismatic enough guy through, if you guys remember the old Road to... Dynamite series that they used to do, uh, the little promo packages that Cody had when he was talking about sort of Sammy Guevara, him being this very young, hungry, and stubborn talent, which has kind of been the story of Sammy Guevara's career. He's a he's been a very sort of stubborn individual when it comes to sort of saying that he is the best ever. Hell, he's been dubbed the Spanish God. What? better way to sort of establish and reaffirm that status is if he beats the face of AEW, arguably. A guy who, without him and the Young Bucks, there wouldn't be an AEW. We would still just be watching Being the Elite and hoping we get an all-in too. I think with it, Sammy, if you want to really build up his credibility for this type of situation could really benefit from having a very long, drawn-out competitive match. Hell, if you want my opinion, I'd say make it an Iron Man match. I know that Iron Man matches are quite long and drawn-out, arguably, but if you want to really push Sammy Guevara as someone who can really go toe-to-toe with the best in AEW, you've got to have him have that long match where you can show that he can go the distance. And if you want that to be the precursor to him maybe turning babyface which is something that is definitely something that I feel is in the cards for him as a character, you've got to give him a shot at this and just see where he could go from there. I mean, look at what Cody versus Darby Allen did for Darby Allen's career. It pretty much established him as a main event contender. It's the probably the reason that he got a shot at Chris Jericho was how well that match was received. 
Imagine if they could do that, but for Sammy Guevara, a guy who, while he doesn't have the similar sort of like vignettes as Darby, his style, as we've already discussed, is kind of similar in the way that they both have this incredible speed to their movements, how so crisp and fast they are in terms of a wrestling style. It's a great contrast to Cody, and it's something that can show what makes Sammy Guevara special in the ring. The last one I want to talk about isn't really, like, having Sammy Guevara be this sort of main event person. It's just a feud that I think will be fun. Uh, a feud with Miro. Just, I know that he's a heel as well, technically, for now. Maybe they want to turn Miro face. But I think, considering that Miro is uh, a person who, his whole character is based on him being... Hey, I'm really big on Twitch. I'm the best man. The best man versus the best ever. It's the battle of YouTube versus Twitch. Like, I can imagine them just having, like, a view off. Like, maybe, like, if you want to, like, publicize it on AEW television, you can have these type of, like, skits where Sammy Guevara is, like, trying to record a YouTube vlog and he's checking, like, the statistics for his past video and he's looking at it and Miro just sort of like walks in the frame. It's like, oh, you only got 200 view, 200,000 views for that? 200k? Uh, 500,000. <laughs> it's just a feud based on, hey, I have more YouTube subscribers. How dare you? I have more YouTube subscribers than your YouTube channel. Yes, but I have a Twitch. But I have a YouTube channel. I'm Sammy Guevara. I'm the YouTuber. Forget AEW's uh, being the elite. I am. I have the vlogs. I am the best. I'm the best ever. I am. I am the best YouTuber. I am the YouTuber. <laughs> And it's a battle of YouTube versus Twitch. Like, you can have them come out as, like, Miro walking out with his, like, maybe Twitch-colored ring gear. Like, he's got the purple and white. Like, him coming out to, I'm the best. I'm the best, man. And Sammy Guevara coming out to, like, red, white with, like, the YouTube play button. And it could be that kind of, like, random special attraction match. Where it's like these two very sort of like very good wrestlers just trying to like publicly advertise their YouTube and Twitch channels. <laughs> like that's what I want to see from Sammy Guevara. Like originally what he used to do on AEW where he used to come out with his like uh, phone and it would like appear on the Titantron. Like him trying to like post stuff for his vlog or like Miro doing the same thing but for his Twitch channel. Like how, like, some people who are on Twitch, they're just, like, looking at themselves in the mirror, just sort of, oh, here I am. Hey, what do you guys think? You can just have it be, like, <laughs> this is a very stupid feud. But, like, as they're having a wrestling match uh, on the Titantron, uh, people are, like, uh, spamming the Twitch chat with subs, and they're asking for, like, requests for moves from Miro, and, like, Sammy Guevara posts, like, a YouTube video that's already getting comments from people watching AEW. Like, hey, do a drop kick, do a shooting star press, slap him in the face. Because, okay, as stupid as this sounds, uh, pro wrestling social media is something that's gotten a lot more significant over the past several years. I don't think there's really a storyline that's really fully exploited this. Like, you've had the traditional, like, pro wrestling feud where it's been established over Twitter. Like, hey, I want to wrestle you because you're mean. Or, 
hey, I know you. I'm going to untweet you. Untweet you. Jesus, what am I saying? I'm going to untweet you. We're sticking with it. I'm going to untweet you. I'm going to unfollow you. That's the word. And it's just a random thing where you can just use, like, AEW's rich social media fan base and just have them just be like, hey, Twitch, stop. Hey, Twitch, give me a sub to do a specific move. Like, comment, and subscribe if you want me to hit a knee strike to Miro. Just have it be based on that. Maybe you want, like them to do like all the classic like youtube and twitch trends where it's like i want to do a giveaway and miro's just wanting to like do a giveaway as well because he's the best man he can't be outdone by sammy guevara's youtube vlogs and then you can build to this like in a uh you in a internet match where it's almost like cyber sunday but they choose the match stipulation and (laughs) they have to choose the way that they have to win as like a finish. Like you vote for, hey, Mira must win using a Machka kick. Or uh, Sammy has to win with a shooting star press and build a match around that. I don't know. I know it sounds like a stupid feud. And maybe it doesn't make any sense. That there's no real like potential benefit for either guys. Like maybe this is a good way to elevate Miro and sort of establish him away from Kip Sabian. Or it's a good way of sort of establishing Sammy Guevara to get him to have another big win. But I feel like it would be a great sort of social experiment. You know? So, yeah, we've gotten to near the end of the show. Uh, So, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I like to usually end the podcast on an odd note. A note where I like to end it on a bit of bit fantasy booking. Fantasy booking that's just very odd and stupid. Some would say a fumble. So the final segment for all of those who listen to the podcast is podcast podcast <laughs> is fantasy fumble. If you've never heard of fantasy fumble, fantasy fumble is where I try and book the worst, weirdest, or wackiest storyline I can think for the wrestler of this week. So without further ado, let's begin some fantasy fumble in three, two, one. Fumble! Let the dumpster fire begin! It's that time again. It's that Sammy Guevara is trying to impress Chris Jericho. Because we all know he needs to prove that he's the best protege for him. Because he is his senpai. He has to impress Jericho senpai. So senpai will notice him. So what does he do? Well, he knows that he is the best YouTube gamer. <laughs> well, he isn't a gamer. He's a vlogger. He's the best YouTube vlogger. So what does he do? He decides that he's going to make a La Sex Gods YouTube channel. That's right! A La Sex Gods YouTube channel. One where it's just a vlog dedicated to him and Chris Jericho. We see it in the coming weeks. Him and Chris Jericho teaming up to try and get Jericho into the top of the tag team division. Because he knows through his old YouTube days that the best way to get bookings, the best way to get noticed, is through a connected YouTube channel. 
he connects it with the Saturday Night Special that Chris Jericho has been doing with his Sammy Guevara vlogs, and he tries to get that thing to 1 million subscribers through the coming weeks, and he just tells Chris Jericho, we are making this collab channel. We're going to be the less sex gods of AEW. We shall be the gods of All Elite Wrestling. And so Jericho agrees. They have their YouTube channel, using compilations of their tag matches, vlogging of their lives, past episodes of The Bubbly Bunch, which is a reoccurring segment, by the way, in which they have Flim Flams, Canadian Destroyers, and most of all, Guevara Gambles, in which they plug all of their YouTube channels, always. Whenever Sammy enters the ring, when Jericho is on commentary, whenever JR is plugging his barbecue sauce. Stop plugging your barbecue sauce, JR! I don't need it! But then, all chaos comes when John Silver of the Dark Order begins his being the Dark Order. He starts to convince other people to join the Dark Order like he has been for being the Elite. Trying to get more people, like Jungle Boy again, and Orange Cassidy. When will he stop trying to convince Orange Cassidy and Sue's mom? Maybe he'll try and also convince my friends, all of us, to join the Dark Order. Because that is what being the Dark Order is all about. But then, as Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho are doing a live Le Sex God stream on YouTube, the Dark Order interferes. Plugging their own live stream on the on the chat. As the feud begins, each week them trying to have their matches interrupted by the Titantron of a Dark Order live stream or of a Less Sex God live stream. They are taking over the internet, the wrestling into the most dangerous of internets. It's in this fight that we see Sammy go to his deepest and darkest lengths. He goes. The Dark Order Twitch stream, not Twitch stream, YouTube stream! And he tries to destroy their phone. He tries to super kick it. He tries to do a shooting star press and slap it in the face. But John Silver won't have it. He is the best boy of the Dark Order. He is the one with the biggest little man muscles of all the Dark Order. And he stops him. It's the chase. It's the battle of the YouTube vlog stars. John Silver, Sammy Guevara, which of them can be the first to get to one million subscribers? And so, all of this culminates in them having the biggest match of their careers at full gear. Sammy Guevara, John Silver, with Brody Lee and Chris Jericho in a shark cage in the cage of cages. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. In the cage of cages. The cage to one million subscribers. I couldn't think of a title, but it's the cage to one million subscribers. <laughs> so the match begins. Each of them knee striking each other, throwing each other over the top rope, grabbing weapons. The Dark Order interferes. The Inner Circle interferes, fighting each other off. Each of them using their separate phones to get more views on their YouTube channels, plugging it on their social medias, plugging it anywhere they can plug a YouTube channel. And so they continue on 
suicide dives from Sammy Guevara, in which he films himself doing a shooting star press. It's filming of John Silver doing knee strikes, both of them holding their phones. They're dazed. They punch each other back and forth with their phones, hitting them with their phones each one by one, till both their screens break. And then they look at each other, both hatred in their eyes, and they look to the cages of their partners. And Sammy, in this opportune moment, sees Brody angry, and he says, the Dark Order is not a god. They are just mortals to the sex gods. And he strikes John Silver with a knee strike. He hits his finishing torture rack knee strike move. And he wins. One, two, three. Jericho is saved. The vlog secured. Because while together, they may be less sex gods. They are ultimately an inner circle. Okay, uh, I ran out of time there. Uh, bollocks! Uh, I- I think it ended okay. Uh, not the greatest, like, ending conclusion, but it's something! So, anyways, uh, thank you all for listening to this. If you are listening to this, I don't know who is and isn't. Uh, I just want to say, yeah, thank you for listening. I think this might be probably one of the most fun- episodes I've done up to this point. Uh, it's definitely quite refreshing to see sort of like Sammy Guevara getting featured after like seeing where he was at the beginning of his AEW career. And yeah, I think it's just, it's great seeing him on television. I'd love to see him in the main event. I think he definitely has the potential to be a big main event player in all elite wrestling. And if you guys agree, then hey, uh, why not message? Not message. Uh, why not mention the Wrestling With Fiction podcast? Let's plug my stuff. Why not? Uh, if you like this episode and you want to know when the next episodes are coming out, uh, follow me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction and follow me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. Uh, anyway, guys, I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.